Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Bad on Paper podcast. I'm Grace Atwood. And I'm Becca Freeman. And today we're here to talk to you about All We Ever Wanted by Emily Giffen. It's also episode 20, which feels like a big milestone. Oh my God, that's so exciting. I didn't even realize that. Our podcast is almost old enough to drink. Yeah. So next week, should we have a birthday party for it? Yeah, let's get a cake. Yeah. Let's take it out to a bar. Yeah. (laughs) So exciting. And we're back in New York. We're back together. So our last episode was the first one that we recorded away from home, home, if that makes sense. And there was like weird jungle noise in the background, which I thought was pretty soothing. It was soothing. I mean, there was also like a lot of microphone shuffling, which was probably me because I'd get distracted and just like to kind of put the microphone down. But we're back. We're here. We're in New York. Hopefully the sound quality is a little better. Yeah. And we haven't actually caught up. So in real life. So tell me your your highs and lows. Tell me what's been happening in the past week. Okay. Um, well, my high is I had a really fun weekend. I went out to New Jersey to my cousin's house, um, and they made us this amazing lunch. And it was just really good to have family time and all catch up. And then one of my friends was in town, and we had like a fun night. We went to Nobu. We went to a bunch of fun bars in the city. And like I feel like I never go out out anymore. So it was fun to like dress up and put on high heels after like a summer of pretty much being barefoot and without makeup. Which, That's awesome. That sounds yeah. so fun. Isn't it funny when, you, when you're when you in your 30s and, like, you go out for, like, a true night out once a quarter and it's, like, a yeah. big deal versus, like, when you were in your 20s, it was every weekend? Yeah. I think I stayed up till, like, 2 a.m., which... Oh, my God. Yeah. We went to dinner and we went to two bars afterwards. Oh, my God. You changed locations twice? Uh-huh. Yeah. I felt, I felt young. Did you go to bars where you had to stand? No. Oh, okay. God, no. Okay. We went to a hotel bar and then... Um, Lexington Bar and Books, which is, like, very cute and, like, you sit. It's very loungy and fun. Okay. Yeah, there's no standing bars in my future. I mean, standing is, like, one step, but then, like, dancing would be two steps. Oh, my God. In high heels? Oh, my God. We're old. Yeah. Can I tell you my high? Yes, I know your high. My high was Mexico City. I'm obsessed with Mexico City. I, the whole time I was there, I kept saying I want to move here. It is... Everyone I know who's been has said it's great, but it really exceeded my expectations. The city is beautiful. It has so much, so many trees. It's really, at least the part we were in was pretty walkable. It's very European feeling. There are so many restaurants. I was stalking your Instagram. Yeah, there's really fun bars. I was there for five days and I feel like I barely made a dent. I am so excited to go back, but I loved this city. It's like... I think you were saying that you have a ban on going back to places you've already been. Yeah. I want to go back to this place a million times. I want to move there. My friend Rachel is It sounds like you can. It sounds like it's so inexpensive. Oh, my God. It's so cheap. I am a millionaire. Okay. So the... (laughs) You take an Uber everywhere because the taxis will rip you off because they know you're a tourist. But um, the most expensive Uber that we took the whole time we were there was $7, and it was a 30-minute ride from the airport. All of the Ubers are $3. One night I went out to dinner to this restaurant that was noted for being expensive and my friend Lauren wasn't there yet. So it was just me. It was $15 with a cocktail with bottled water and dinner. Oh my God. It was so expensive. The last night we had our most expensive dinner 
and it was $40 a person. We had like cocktails, wine, appetizers, dessert. We were with two other friends and we ordered so much food that the waitress was like, no, that's, that's too much. (laughs) And it was still $40 a person. It was insane. That's crazy. So loved Mexico city. And Oh my God, we just had so much fun. We went on the street food tour and we ate all these, we ate from all these street carts. We went to the Frida Kahlo museum. Like I'm obsessed with Mexico city. You need to oh, go. I want to go. And I really want to go to the Frida, Frida Kahlo museum. That's oh, been on my list so for a long cool. time. It was really cool. So Mexico city is my high. I just got back last night. I got back at like one in the morning. I was so sad to leave. Did you like it more than Sayulita? Yes. Oh yeah. It was awesome. It's, one of my favorite places that I've ever been, for sure. Cool. I got to go. Well, well, maybe when we get back from Morocco, we'll do Mexico City. I would totally go again. I'm Wait not. till you hear my <laughs> obsession. Okay. Let's talk about lows. Okay. Tell me your low. I know your low. Oh, uh, so I really think that Becca might be bad luck because suddenly I'm having problems traveling. Suddenly things are happening. Um, my luck has changed though. So maybe it rubbed off on you and maybe you just need to transfer it to another person. So as you might recall from a few episodes back during Becca's like couple months of terribleness, she spilled water on her computer and had to get a new one. And as we were leaving Sayulita, which was already sad enough, my water bottle became unscrewed in my bag and went all over everything, including my laptop. And the laptop will not turn on. And I'm stressing the fuck out. Sorry, I said the F word. I'm stressing the F out because I'm going to Atlanta this weekend and I need to have my computer with me because I'm giving a presentation there. Um, And I have a feeling I'm going to have to buy a new computer and I'm really sad I stand by this there is nothing worse than having to pay good money to replace something that was perfectly fine it wasn't even just perfectly fine it was great I bought it this winter oh I'm sorry oh I'm very sad about this it's I I know that feeling pro like it was expensive and I only use Apple devices like well you're like that too yeah me too yeah That sucks. Yes. What about you? So my low is that I hurt my ankle while I was in Mexico City. The first day I was there, I was by myself, and I went on this epic wander, and I walked 12 miles. Oh, I saw your Instagram story. Yeah. I did it in sandals. And the sidewalks are pretty uneven in a lot of parts of Mexico City. So I don't even think it was the fact that I was in sandals. I think I maybe just stepped weird. But I screwed up my ankles pretty badly and like the whole rest of the time was in pain um it's feeling better today I think I just need to take it easy I'm not working out today I sat on a plane yesterday and didn't really do anything but it was such a bummer to have a bum ankle while I wanted all I wanted to do was wander around so I also looked like such an idiot because I was wearing sneakers with everything and I didn't have the right clothes to be wearing sneakers so I just looked like an idiot that's the saddest. It looks like a commuting lady from the 80s. Oh, my God. Like working girl? Yeah, I looked yeah. like working girl. Oh. I didn't look like Melanie Griffith, though. <laughs> so, you know what time it is now. It's Desperation Minute. <gasps> desperation Minute. Wait. So, two very exciting things. First of all, we got a review that said Desperation Minute worked, and that person is just egging us on. So, if you yeah. think Desperation Minute's ever going away, We're having sorry. it forever. 
And we broke 500 reviews. Yes. We I'm so excited. So excited. That feels really official, but I'm greedy, so now I want 1,000. Oh, yeah. We need 1,000. So. so leave us a rating or a review. 500 other people have done it, so what's wrong with you that you haven't? Yeah. All you have to do is hit five stars. If you want to be creative, we would love to, a, a written review, but... You know, beggars can't be choosers, so we'll take the stars as long as you give us five. Yeah, so do that. Just do it right now. Just yeah. pause us and do it. Do it. Also, join the Facebook group. Um, I know that we owe everyone a list of the beauty products that we talked about in the last episode, and be patient with us. We have been, Grace has been catching up, and I've still been gallivanting. So we're going to put that in there. So if you want to know all the beauty products that we talked about last week and get Jackie's recommendations, Uh, Join the Bad on Paper Facebook group. Just search Bad on Paper on Facebook and you will find it. Yeah, and follow us on Instagram. We're Bad on Paper Podcast. Yeah, and that's all the desperation I have. Yeah. So let's talk about this book. Yes, let's talk about it. So this book, this was different for what Emily Giffen usually writes. Really different. She does a love story so well, but this wasn't a love story. Well, maybe it's because Emily Giffen is getting older, so her characters are kind of growing up with her and have different struggles. Now they have children and, you know, marital issues. Like, I think her characters are evolving with her. Yeah, I think so, too. But, Um, yeah, so we've talked about this a bunch of times when we were teasing the book, but I did not think I was going to like this. I, I wanted to read it because it's Emily Giffen and she's one of the authors that I automatically always read. Same. But, you know, it's about a couple in their 40s with a teenage son who's going off to college and I just really didn't think that I would be able to relate to it, but I loved the book. I did too. So let's get into the summary. Yeah. Okay. So the book is about two families. It's based. They're based in Nashville. So there's Nina... And her husband, Kirk, just sold his tech business and made a boatload of cash. And they have a son, Finch, who's a senior in high school and is getting ready to go off to Princeton. So her husband is, like, kind of a rich jerk. He was always from a good family, but he's really affected by the sale of his company and just has, like, a huge head. Um, And their son seems to be picking up some of his bad habits. Yeah. So Nina is kind of wondering if... She's not the same person she was when she married Kirk, or maybe Kirk's a different person, but she's kind of questioning her marriage in general and kind of questioning whether she should be tolerating her husband's bad behavior, especially as she's seeing her son pick it up, too. Yeah, and I think Nina really prides herself on being a good person and just, like, she really cares what other people think. And Yeah, and she's from a pretty modest background. Yeah. Like, she's from a really small town and, you know, grew up very, like, all-American. yeah. So, so she's like kind of having this like existential crisis, I think, yeah. because she wants to be a good person, but she loves her husband and she's watching him kind of like change into someone yeah. that not the same person she married. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's also Tom and Tom is a single dad and he's r- raising his daughter, Lila. And Lila's mother was super flighty, like very emotional, like completely unreliable like left them when left Lila them. was really young yeah and we like see her come back in and out of the picture but like she does not seem like she is fit to be a parent so Tom is like working all these different jobs and also raising his daughter and he's like very strict with her and very like he reminded me a lot of how my parents were like he was just like he's the protective the protective father yeah 
So Lila and Nina Sun Finch um, both go to go to school together at Windsor Academy, which is this like very prestigious private school. And Lila's there on a scholarship, so it's a big deal that she got in, and she needs to really like stay on the straight and narrow. Yeah. Um, but she's also really different than a lot of the other kids who are kind of like your typical spoiled rich kids. Yeah, and you see that there's like a struggle, and she doesn't really fit in, and she also like has this little crush on Finch. Yes. So there's that, like that's kind of setting this up. So one night there's a party and Lila gets really, really drunk and passes out. And Finch takes a photo of her on the bed where she's passed out. And I believe like her nipple is hanging out of the dress. And it's so it's a very promiscuous photo. And that gets, he then circulates that photo. Well, he Snapchats the photo. So it wasn't, it like disappeared. Yes. But it still got sent to the whole school. And then... Somehow, I don't know how, like, being a school mom works, but all of the moms found out about it, too. Yeah. And so it was, like, circulating. Yeah. It was, like, a huge drama in their yeah. their school community. Yeah. A lot. A lot of drama. So Tom finds out about it, and he's obviously, like, furious, scared, like, goes really hard into overprotective dad mode. So... Lila, though, is just, like, mortified. Like, she doesn't want to do anything about it. She just wants the other kids at school to like her. She wants to fit in. So she doesn't want her dad to go to the principal to make a big deal out of it. She just wants it to go away. Um, And then Nina finds out, and she's horrified. And Finch actually kind of denies what happened and is, like, downplays what a big deal it was. Yeah. Um, So Nina's really conflicted who to believe, whether to believe, like, her husband or, you know, to believe... Tom and Lila about, you know, what happened. In the meantime, Nina's husband is like, let's just pay this guy off. Yeah. So he invites Tom over and like gives him an envelope full of money. I would like an envelope full of money. Yeah. Same. But like, not not under these circumstances. But anyway, so um, basically um, what ends up happening is that Nina ends up turning her son in. Yeah. Which is like a shocker. I mean, let's talk about that. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about that more. But it's, the book is really interesting. It's told from three perspectives. So it's the same story of this like scandalous photo told from Nina's perspective, Tom's perspective and Lila's perspective. And they each kind of obviously have different feelings and, you know, kind of see the situation differently. Yeah. And there's, it's not a love story, but like Nina and Tom have a, they've got a spark. They've got a spark and they've got a friendship. And I think they, she starts to see, Tom is like a hardworking, good father alternative to like what her yeah her marriage has become. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. I I cried. I loved the I book. I cried too, way more than I expected to. Yeah, I was I was shocked. I was like, I'm going to read this, but I'm probably not going to like it. And I loved it. Like, Me too. Yeah. Me too. So I mean, I want to talk about. I want to talk about Nina and Kirk's marriage and their relationship. I don't know. I thought there was something really interesting about how her and her husband's relationship evolved. Cause it sounds like he was always pretty privileged. He, he got to be more of a jerk, but there was definitely some growth in Nina where she, it started to bother her more than it had before. Yeah. And it was really interesting. Like, I don't know, the kind of the theme of growing with a person versus growing apart from a person. Yeah, yeah. It was really scary to, like, think about, you know, even if you find the right person now, 
are they the right person for you in 20 years? Are they the right person for you to like have raised kids with? One of the things that I thought I really recognized was um, at one point Finch wants concert tickets, but he's grounded and his mom says he can't go, but his dad buys him the tickets. Yes. And I, oh my God, I was the master of this when I was a kid of like, if mom says no, ask dad of like, playing your parents against each other oh that's funny mine were like a united front like were they? i could i couldn't get away with shit like one would take turns being the bad cop but they were always aligned and like it would never work oh but i was like oh i can see how frustrating this would be like as a kid you were like haha i got away with something but as an adult i was like oh this would be so frustrating if your kid was like playing you against your your spouse yeah that would be terrible yeah but i don't know it just something about it just like Made me feel really awful where I was like, gosh, dating is hard enough. Finding a person that you like right now is hard. Never mind finding a person that you yeah. grow in the same direction with and, and you still like in 20 years. I don't think you can even think about that. Oh, like, I know. Because how are you? You'd have to be a fortune teller. I know. But I just really felt for Nina that, you know, she went into this marriage. And it seems like her best friend never really liked Kirk. But, yeah, you know, she went into this and this was like this shiny, happy relationship. And then, you know through no real fault of theirs they just like the marriage stopped working yeah uh yeah that was just like kind of depressing for me I thought so too yeah what about Finch were you how did you feel about him because he was a really interesting character because he was the bad guy yeah but you could also kind of understand why he was the bad guy yeah and you know he was just this teenage boy and he doesn't have like he has a father, obviously, but not a very good example of a father. Right. Like, the father basically kind of instilled in him that, like, you can do whatever you want. You can pay your as way As long out as of you it. just, like, have money to pay for it. Yeah. And I think that was really bad. And I thought that there were, like, a lot of qualities he had that were very, like, endearing and lovable. Like, you could tell he loved both of his parents and, like, was underneath a lot of this stuff a good kid. Um, but he was the bad guy. Like, and the way that he kind of tried to sweep it under the rug in the beginning like that was that was hard yeah it was like he did a bad thing but he didn't have a bad track record and it's like does that mean that he should be punished harshly for it and I think that was a really interesting thing to think about through this book yeah where it wasn't like he was like a serial I don't know what the word would be dirty picture taker (laughs) yeah yeah it was like a one-time thing um and it's like does the punishment fit the crime so I want to talk about this like I don't know if you would put yourself in this situation. Obviously, like, neither of us have kids, but, like, would you have turned your son in? Like, it was so interesting that Nina was, like, he needs to be punished for this. I mean, I think, ultimately, like, I would want to I would want to be able to say that I would do the same thing. I but, know. like, how do you do that when it's your son and it affects his it's ability college. to go to college and, like... Yeah. I don't know. Because it really, like, has huge ramifications. Right. So I want to say I would turn my son in. I know. I want to say that, too. But, like... But knowing that, like, my child, like, then wouldn't be able to go to college or, like, would not get... Be able to go to Princeton, et cetera. Like, that's... That's, like, the rest of his life. But, like, think about it if you were Tom. And, like, what I thought about this story was so interesting is that you saw it from both of their perspectives. Like, if this happened to your daughter, if, like, Lila was your daughter, you would obviously want Finch turned in. But if he was your son, how would you feel about turning him in? I know. Like, obviously, the right thing to do is turn him in. But, like, you could also kind of see from Nina's perspective, 
why that isn't so black and white. Yeah. I don't know. Thankfully, neither of us have children. So, like, this is just a... Yes. It's just a hypothetical It's just a hypothetical. Because it it definitely sounds like we're both on the fence where we're like, I'm not positive I would have turned my son in. Yeah, I want to say I would, but... Like, just being totally honest, I don't know. I know. Like, you're, 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 you're sending a really terrible shit thing. Yeah. But they also, like, it's going to ruin their life. I know. I know. And poor Lila. I know. You really, like, I thought that she was such an accurate representation of a teenage girl, and I, like, really related to her because I was picked on a lot in school. And Were you? Yeah, yeah. And For I w- what? Because of your square, your triangle hair? Um, my triangle hair, my braces, my glasses, like, there was a whole, oh. a whole lot. My giant forehead, like, I still remember when I, it was, like, I think it was seventh grade, and I left my homework at home. I was notorious for, like, forgetting. I still do this. I for, I'm just forgetful. I left my home, my news project at home, and so my dad came in, and he brought it. My dad also has a large forehead, and everyone was just, like, these really mean girls were like, oh, my God, she looks just like her dad with her giant heads. And, no. like, we're making, yeah. Kids are so they're mean. They're so mean. And they're like, you look like a man. You have a big forehead. Like, I was, like, like I was really, I was really bullied. Um, and so, but I would never want my parents to find out because if they found out and they told, like, told on me or, like, went to those kids' parents. It would be even parents, worse. It would be even worse. And it would, like, Ugh. ruin my life. Yeah. So I really related and I just wanted to fit in. And you can tell that she just wants everyone to like her and like... And it's especially hard that she's at a private school that she's on scholarship. Like, she's different from the other kids. Yeah, she's already the scholarship kid. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, can I tell you a story Were you a bully? Me? No. Well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but, so this was an elementary school. You just school. looked real guilty. I know. So this was an elementary school. And this story makes me sound awful, but I'm going to tell it anyway. So first of all, in elementary school, I had to be Becky because in kindergarten, there were two Rebeccas and I had to be, I don't know, our teacher chose for us and I had to be Becky and she got to be Becca. Anyway, so (laughs) there was this girl, Vanessa. You're so not a Becky. I know I'm not. Um, So there was this girl, Vanessa, and she used to taunt me and on the playground, she'd be like, Becky is obnoxious. Two things. First of all, I don't think we knew what obnoxious was. And second of all, like, she was probably right. Like, I probably was being obnoxious. Yeah. But it really wound me up. And I, oh, my gosh, I hated this girl. She would just, like, tease me and taunt me on the playground. We were, like, nine. So, yeah. you know, it, like, didn't really go very far. It was just, yeah. like, name-calling. But so one day, she shows up in this shirt. And it was a shirt that used to be mine. And the reason that I knew that is because my best friend's mom hand-painted these really intricate shirts with, like, designs on them, with flowers on them. And it was on a regular T-shirt, so after being washed too many times, the flower had started to crack and look like a little mangy. So my mom got rid of it and took it to, like, Goodwill or something. But the shirt itself was so distinctive. And so this girl was like, Becky's obnoxious, Becky's obnoxious. And I was like, well, Vanessa's poor because that used to be my shirt. Oh, no. Wait... (laughs) I mean, you are I was, a bad kid. I know I was. I was terrible. But it was like very karmic retribution. Becky's obnoxious. I know. <laughs> Don't ever call me obnoxious. Bad things are going to come out. But yeah, that was like karmic retribution. For so her then what happened? I don't really remember. I don't think anything happened. But I think she stopped teasing me. Oh. Because I embarrassed her. Poor Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure she's fine. Yeah. I'm sure she's fine. Um... 
I don't know if I should have shared that. I'm, I'm definitely the villain in that story. You're the villain, but it's okay. We still love you. Oh. I was a villain with my sisters. I just got, I, I got beat on, not beat on, just emotionally abused all through elementary and middle school, and I guess parts of high school. So then you took it out on your sisters? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Yeah. We should have them as guests and be like, what was Grace like as an older sister? <laughs> I know. And by the way, people still think that you're my sister. I'm not. I get, we got another comment that was like, I love Grace's podcast with her sister. I'm Ugh. like, do you listen? It's confusing because Grace's sister is also named Becca. So yeah. it's. And she lives in Brooklyn. So like. I get where people are confused. The two people I hang out with the most right now are both called Becca. But we're not really. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Back to, back to the book. Yes. Oh, so. I saw that you put this in our, our notes to talk about S- how glad we are that social media didn't exist when oh we my were God. in high school. Oh, my God. So glad. Like, these kids all have smartphones and Facebook and, like, all of this stuff. Snapchat. Like, oh, my God. Yeah, like, the bullying that can happen mm-hmm. online rather than in person, being able to, like, hide behind a computer is, like, so major. Like, yeah. when I was in high school, like, we had AIM and, like, that was it. And, like, you would make up a fake screen name and, like say mean things to people oh that never that didn't ever happen to me oh did that happen to you did you do that I did that oh my god you guys I'm learning like that Becca's actually a monster oh god oh my god a reformed monster yes when I was in high school um these girls and I could tell it was girls handwriting they made up this that I had a secret admirer and they would leave (gasps) me like these love notes in my locker and, like, so at first I thought, like, some guy had a crush on me. Grace. And then I realized it was the girl's handwriting from, yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, like, can you imagine? They could have, like, made him, they could have catfished you. Yeah. They could have made him a whole, like, a whole Facebook profile. profile and Instagram and, like, yeah. sold, sold him as, like, Yeah, all I got was, soulmate. like, notes on graph paper. Oh, yeah, yeah. being a kid today. It's so much harder. Oh, I know. I and you just have all this like evidence, like when you're older, like nobody yeah, nobody's needs gonna be to able have to their teenage years documented. No, yeah. I mean, like first of all, like your awkward phases, like you don't want that nobody to live anywhere that. else but in like a photo album at your mom's house. But then also, like the terrible decisions that you make, and like, I, yeah, the fact that that's like documented for posterity is yeah it's, scary. It's not necessary. Ugh. Yeah. That was just making me cringe, like the Snapchat, the Facebook, all of that. I was like, oh, God. Like, yeah. Thank God we didn't have that. Yeah. So we kind of already talked about the ending with regards to Nina and her son. But what did you think about the culmination of Tom and Nina? I thought that it was really realistic. Like, I thought that it was kind of refreshing to have Emily... Giffen not make this into a love story. It wasn't their story. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't their story. Like, I loved that, like, years later, they were still great friends and they had done all this great work together, but it wasn't a love story. Yeah. I was like, okay, this is, this is a departure. Yeah. I liked that, too. Yeah. I also like when books have a flash-forward sequence because oh God, I always want to know what happens to the characters, and I feel like it just... Yeah. It's such a nice way to do it without drawing things out or having a sequel. I agree. I agree. Agreed. Yeah, I liked that too. I mean, I obviously was shipping Tom and Nina really hard because I love a love story. Yeah. But it wasn't their story. I would read their story. Yeah, I would totally read it. But but yeah, yeah this was about the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So, so shall we move on to other things? Yes, let's talk about our obsessions. Okay. 
So my obsession is obviously Mexico City. I want everyone to go. I have a list of recommendations, so I will send it to you if you're going. I'm obsessed with Mexico City. But, so this is a kind of like an anticipatory obsession. I'm obsessed with wanting to speak better Spanish. So I studied abroad in Madrid. I used to be semi-fluent in Spanish. My Spanish right now is awful. I've been doing Duolingo, and thank God I have, because almost nobody in Mexico City speaks English. At some of the nicer restaurants they do, but when we were in Sayulita, my biggest complaint was that everyone would clock me as a gringa and nobody would speak Spanish to me. Everyone would just automatically switch to English, and that totally wasn't the case in Mexico City. So while I was there, I decided I'm going to take Spanish classes. That's so cool. I'm so excited. So I found ones online through, or I looked online, and I found one found some in New York City through Fluent City and they have all these languages and different levels and it's really about being conversational. I don't really care as much about reading or writing. I just want to be able to hold my own in a conversation. And so I'm signing up for Spanish classes and I'm so excited. I'm like obsessed with speaking Spanish. I want to go back to Mexico City and I'm going to come back and be able to like speak this great Spanish. I love that. Good yeah. for you. Yeah, I'm excited. Tell me what you're obsessed with. So mine has been, um, I've been doing like a lot of DIY beauty treatments. And this Interesting. Kind of, this kind of came from readers being like, we want more affordable skincare on the blog. And like most of the products I like are expensive. And that's because most of them are natural ingredients or super high tech. And so I've been trying, I've been playing around a lot with like different recipes and especially with face masks mm -hmm. and treatments. And I made this turmeric face mask and so we're recording you a mean few turmeric? days turmeric turmeric so i made this turmeric face mask i can't say the word turmeric but no, i you can't shut it's up. endearing i made this this face mask <laughs> we're just gonna say this face mask it we're recording ahead so it, it will have been in yesterday's blog post and it's amazing. It brightens your skin. It leaves it so soft. I will say that it does stay in your washcloth, like, mm. yellow, but it's I just bought amazing. a bunch of new washcloths on Amazon. Washcloths are so cheap. Yeah. Not that it's good for the environment to just, like, get rid of them, but yeah, if you ruin them, I just bought a huge package of them for, like, eight bucks. Ooh. See, I have these really nice, fluffy ones that I only use to wash my face, and then in the basket underneath the fluffy ones peeking out of the basket I have my ones that are for face masks like charcoal masks and mm. anything that's going to get dirty so I just like have a few less nice ones that are that no one can really see in my bathroom okay yeah but I've been really into figuring out like DIY at home beauty stuff and that's been really fun because we don't need to talk about this but I'm not about cheap skincare I think that your skin is so important to take care of and I'm not going to tell people to, like, go use Cetaphil or, like, go use a shitty drugstore mask. I I'm think it's to, better to make your own. I'm here to tell you that your skin looks really nice right now. Like, you have good skin in general, but it looks especially good. Maybe it's the mask. I did it, like, half an hour before you came because I was, photo oh. I was photographing the ingredients. Oh. Yeah, and I've been working on this. Like, I've been playing with it for a couple of weeks, but... Oh, I'm into this. I need to yeah. mask tonight. My skin feels really dried out from flying and Well, you should do this. It's four ingredients. I'll give you the recipe after, but it's amazing. And go to everyone else should go to my blog and get that recipe. I think I'm going to be a lazy asshole and use a, a real mask. Maybe the Clark's um, deep moisture mask. Oh, that's such a good mask. But yeah, I just hate doing dishes. Is, is that stupid? Like... Just the thought of making a mask and creating an extra Use dish one to little do. bowl. One little Ugh. tiny bowl. It still sounds really annoying. 
I it's hate not doing dishes. Bad. My next apartment, the only criteria is that it has a dishwasher. I know. I wish I had a dishwasher. Ugh. Okay. Let's yeah. talk about Insta. Yeah. So my Instagram obsession this week is a good one. It's called That Line Art Though. So That Line Art Though. And Though is spelled T-H-O. It's just cool. Everything is done on a solid background. And I find that the illustrations are really emotional. Um, it's hard to, like, explain it. But one of them was, like, this woman's head, and it was opened up, and there was an ocean inside of it. Oh, these are cool. Um, this is not what I was expecting. It's hard to ex- describe it, but it's really cool. And I feel like they're, each one of his illustrations, like, make me feel something. Wow. This is cool. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so that's mine. What so, about you? So mine is this account called She Is Not Lost. And it's this account that basically just regrams amazing travel photos Ooh. of women in different places. And some of the places are really obvious, but some of them I've never heard of. And I, I mean, it's we've talked about this. Like, I'm definitely on a really big wanderlust kick. But some of these places and some of these photos are just amazing. I have a... I'm following uh, it now. Yeah, I have a saved folder in my saved photos where I just, like, save any, like, place that looks amazing so that I could look it up to go there. And I have just saved so many from this account. It's beautiful. Yeah, I'm obsessed. It's really this beautiful. This is where I'm getting all my travel list pics. I love that. Yeah, so I'm going to drag you to all these places. Cool, I'm in. I'm in. More remote podcasts. Yeah. More jungle noises. Tell me about what you're reading, though. So right now, I just started this book called The Paris Wedding, and it's about this woman who, um, she's in college, and she has this amazing boyfriend, and they're in love, and then her mom gets sick, and she leaves and um, takes care of her. And so where it picks up is it's 10 years later, and her mom just passed away, and she just got an invitation to his wedding. Oh, I'm into this. So she's... And and on top of that, the the woman that he's marrying is super rich, so she's giving everyone an all expenses paid trip to Paris. So so her flight and her hotel and everything is covered. So this is like hitting kind of close to home for me. My ex boyfriend is getting married in a couple of weeks, um, so maybe it's not really the right book to be reading, um, but it's really good. It is, it's very sad because her mom just passed away, and like she's dealing with all this stuff and she's working on a farm so she like gets a little makeover and then where I am right now she's just gotten to Paris and like it's super awkward because she's like oh I'm over him and then she sees him and she's like oh I'm not over him and she's very sad I like the sounds of this do you have a a physical copy can I have it after yeah you you can have it when I'm done it's an advanced it's an advanced reader copy like it got mailed to me I was like oh this looks interesting I'm like trying to make a dent in like all the books that have been sent I want to read this it sounds really good yeah it's cute I have not been reading that much, which is weird for me. I We were so busy in Mexico City, just, like, going all the time that when yeah. I came back home, I just wanted to, like, collapse and do nothing. Yeah. And also do Duolingo. So I didn't read anything while I was there. But then yesterday, while I was on the plane, I started our next book. I started Circe, which is the book we're reading in two weeks. And, Grace, I'm obsessed I started. I, wait. I started it on the plane. My mom said she had a hard time getting into it, so I did not. I liked it. Okay, it, there's a lot of history in it. I thought it was really interesting, and I would have kept reading the beginning yeah. part before it really got into the story. Yeah, but yeah, I guess like caution if you're not into the first part, keep going. Um, I 
am so obsessed with this. This is how obsessed I am. So I got home last night at 1.30 because my flight was delayed and I got in late. And I got home and I was like, I need to just like read a little more, even though it's 1.30 in the morning. Oh my God. That's a good sign. It's a good sign. I'm yeah. super into it. Cool. So I guess that's kind of our segue into our next book. Yeah. So Becca, what's our next book? So our next book in two weeks for the 22nd. Yeah. The 22nd is Circe by Madeline Miller. And the book is basically a fictional retelling of Greek mythology. So it's about Circe, who's a minor goddess. Ooh. And she's the son of one of the old gods and it's basically her life story. And she, uh, she thinks that she's like this, like nothing has no powers. God. Yeah. Um, but it turns out that her and her siblings are all witches. Ooh. And so she gets, I'm going to love this. You're going to love it. So she, she gets exiled to this Island and, um, starts to like figure out her powers by herself. Oh my God. It's really interesting, but it's also, did you have to read a lot of Greek mythology in high school or college? Yes. And I was obsessed. It was my favorite. I actually still have like my big giant mythology book that I like will so, read from time to time to relax. So those are the characters in it. Like those are her aunts and uncles and cousins. And so like all of the gods have personalities and it kind of gives like the backstory of all of them. It's really dorky. Interesting. Oh my I'm God. I can't wait. Really into it. Yes. So that's our book club book in two weeks. I'm about 20% in and like not sleeping because I'm that into it. Oh, and guys, we did also announce like the next three or four books on yes. social media. So go to the Facebook group or go to Instagram and Becca made a cute graphic that has all the next three books. Yeah. I know a lot of people uh, read from the library. So if you want to put holds on books in advance because they're all on the newer side, um, you can do that. Yeah. We're all set through, I think, the beginning of October. Wow. We're really, really on top of things. Look at us. Yeah. So um, join us next week. We're going to have an advice episode. Yep. Send us your questions if you have things you want answered. Or we'll pick a topic and we'll ask for questions. Yeah. We'll do that. And in the meantime, where can people find you? So I'm at Grace Atwood on Instagram, and then my blog is thestripe.com. Becca, what about you? I'm on Instagram at Becca M. Freeman. Follow me because I have a very sad following of... Becca's trying to make it as an influencer, so I'm not trying please, to make it as an influencer. I'm kidding. But I'm, I'm joking. I'm trying to do a better job with Instagram. You are. You've really, you've come leaps and bounds. I'm proud. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so we'll see you next week for some advice. Bye. Bye.